Bible, uh, put your hand up, and I'm sure uh, Gary and Paul and the rest of them at the back will, uh, will dish them out. But if you brought them uh, yourself, especially after the sermon the other week, then that's all good. And I know you're applying God's word uh, to your lives, so that's good as well. And we're going to be reading from John 14, uh, first 27 verses. Big chunk of scripture, we like to read scripture in church, and a big meaty chunk, but just a few brief points uh, that I'll pull from that, which I felt God uh, lead, us, uh, lead me to, uh, to speak over us tonight. And I have to say, some of the things that have been shared have confirmed that for me, so I believe that God will speak to you uh, tonight. So in John 14, John chapter 14, uh, verses 1... Uh, going all the way down to 27. Words of Jesus. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me, because I live, you will also live. On that day, you will realise that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the counsellor, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So, why have I picked that passage? And predominantly to speak about peace, and only peace that can come from God. 
Uh, not a peace that the world can give. Only the peace that comes through a relationship with Jesus. Lots of good things in life, aren't there? I mean, there's lots of things to be thankful for. Um, God says in his world to give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, in all circumstances, not just when life is, is rosy. We can be grateful for a lot of things. What are some of the things we could be grateful for, do you think? Yeah, anything. Exactly. Food, health, family. Pardon? Freedom to worship. Loads of people haven't got that. Not lonely. We're never alone, God says. Amazing. The Bible, God's truth to us in a world that's... Uh, really challenging our faith, we can always go back to his word. Church? I had church, and I wanted someone to say church. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to be the one to say it. Church, which is, an, which is a bigger family. Right? Andrew and I were in Portugal recently. We went to the church. Uh, Bernard happened to be in Portugal. It's amazing what we all get up to, and we invited him as well. And I think Kevin's been there before. Great church, really good. Doing great work. And, you, and I mean, two things happen. One is I thought, I miss you lot, which is great. Uh, but secondly, to be part of that global church, that we're all connected. It's amazing. A third of the world. The church, that's good. Anything else? I think everything's been mentioned apart from one thing I've got here. Clean water. Pardon? Clean water. Clean water, yeah. Kids dying every day because there's filthy water. What was that? A roof over your head. Not everyone's got that. Amazing, isn't it? I put creation as well. That was the only extra thing I had. When I look around... You know, we landed Thursday, and I think it was slightly warmer here than when we'd left Portugal. And it was nice to land in sunshine. You know when you're on holiday, you almost take pleasure if it's raining back home. And we didn't get that pleasure, so boo-hoo. Um, but, um, but we were pleased for you. But it was nice uh, that uh, it was sunny. It was brilliant. And uh, part of that holiday um, was spending time at the ocean. I love the ocean. My, my ideal scenario, if and when I ever retire, is to have somewhere that's near the ocean that also has a fireplace. I won't need a TV because I'll literally look at the ocean, look at the fire, look at the ocean, look at the fire. I love it. And I find the ocean, it's vastness. Um, and the sun, the sun if, if, we're, if we're blessed, the sun's reflecting off of the water. I love all of that. And I find it good for the soul. We love walking along the beach, just having space in God's creation. You can do that in, in the park here in Billericay. You walk along, you can see God's creation. It's amazing. So it's brilliant that we can thank God for so many things. And as Christians, followers of Jesus, sons and daughters of God, we can give thanks uh, to God. Filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us to go on being filled every day. And if we are, then that light of God, like the sun reflecting on the ocean, should reflect off of us. Um, that same sort of light that bounces off the ocean, should, if we're filled with the Spirit, will reflect that light of Christ. Jesus actually said, didn't he, although he's described as Katie uh, uh, gave us the opportunity earlier to call out names of God and Jesus. Uh, one of them was, uh, he said, I'm the light of the world. But he also says, doesn't he, that you are the light of the world. And he calls his Christians the light of the world as well. Paul, the apostle, calls you, if you're a Christian, an ambassador for Christ. What a great description. What a great privilege. What a great responsibility. Really good. So we're reflecting this light and we can give thanks for lots of things. But What's the big difference between, let me think now, Thursday, Friday and Saturday and today in God's creation in England? Southern England, because I don't think North had it that good. <laughs> the weather's changed. 
right? I mean, yesterday, we are in T-shirts, and today, though it's not cold, it's drizzly and rainy, and so therefore, the weather changes, not always sunny and shining, our context can change as well. So as much as we can be grateful for so many things, as we should be, you don't have to look trou- uh, far to see the trouble that's around. Trouble, strife, conflict, wars, bruised relationships, bruised churches, circumstances that may be in your life. Like Ian's testified to a tough week. He's probably not the only one. I know other people have had tough weeks, but it's, that sounded like a pretty tough week to me. right? Katie, you've had a tough week because she had to prepare the worship today because there's been sickness and birthdays, and birthdays were good, but lots of sickness. Sometimes things don't go the way we plan. They just don't. It's not always sunny and easy. Circumstances can be overwhelming. Things and life do not turn out the way we planned them. Health, wealth, dreams, hopes cannot be the things we wanted. The world gives us a message and you're told how you should look, which anything short of perfection and then you're going to lack self-esteem. Or you're told to achieve. Um, it's okay to achieve, but to keep on wanting more. Yeah, it's never good enough. You should always be wanting more. A need to be the best rather than the best you can be, which can lead to pride. That it's all about you and your needs, which leads to selfishness. And we wasn't made for that. That you shouldn't have any trouble in the world, which is simply unrealistic. Unrealistic. There is trouble in this world. You know, we're part, the, the fall has happened. There is corruption. There is death. There is decay, disease. There are people against God. And his word. It's unrealistic to think we won't have any trouble. That life is always fair. How many times do you hear that? It's not fair. Well, who said it's supposed to be fair? Life isn't fair. The world can set you up in all these things, and they can all lead to disappointment, confusion, and lack of self worth. And they're all a lie. And who's the father of lies that loves to put us in that place where we've got unrealistic expectations? and that which leads to disappointment and disillusionment because we feel like we've sold a raw deal. It's the devil. He is the father of lies. And as Christians, as Ian said, we stand against him and those lies. If you believe those things, then life is going to be a struggle to cope with when they don't go your way. Uh, my daughter, Kaylee, we love her. Um, uh, we think we did a half-decent job. She seems to be okay. Uh, but I remember when she started work, and she'd been there about a year, and she was like the new girl, and they all liked her, and it was all very nice. And then one day she came home, and, you know, it's just a normal day, and she just fell through the door in floods of tears. I hope she doesn't mind me uh, telling you this. Um, but she said, the boss was so unreasonable today, you know, and I said, well, you know, it's the way life is, he's the boss. But he was really unfair, and he spoke to me rudely, and I'm so upset. And I said, Katie, you've got to toughen up a little bit. Sometimes life is unfair. She goes, on top of it all, then the trains were delayed. I got to Liverpool Street Station. I said, well, that's an expectation, not, a, you know, not, not anything else. She said, but it was on top of the bus being very nasty to me. And then what happened, um, and we were living in stock at the time, she said it was raining. I thought I'd walk home, and halfway home it started raining. So I stopped at the bus stop. And then the bus just went by. And you know what the worst thing was, Dad? I said, what? She said, you got off the train and you drove by. And I saw you. And I <laughs> it was just a bad, bad time. And we sat down and said, you know, sometimes, Katie, life, it's not a big deal. But everything came at once and she was a bit emotional. And life doesn't always go to plan. You know, and it's, and it's okay to accept that. It doesn't always go the way we want it to be. It can seem like it's against you. You don't have the answers or, if, or don't even understand why certain things are happening. We've heard some people say that tonight. 
You'll be aware of those things. Andrew and I are aware of those times. But this is what we can praise God for. You're still the light. You're still the light of the world. And in spite of those dark times, you still have a chance to shine, to reflect Jesus as an effective ambassador. But let's face it, it is more difficult when those testing times are there. And it would be easy not to stand, uh, but we're called to stand. We're called to be ambassadors. And, and me personally, I'm sure you're the same. When things go wrong or situations don't pan out the way I think they ought to, I want to fix them. You know, I want to fix them and I want to make them better and, and get them right. But I can't always do that and nor can you. And, and the point is, is that we're part of the fallen world. Not everything is fixable. Not for now. One day it will be perfect. And, and in the past it was perfect. But we're in this kind of mess. And actually it's not meant to be perfect now. But of course we're bringing up a whole generation. We kind of mollycoddle them a bit and put them in cotton wool. And of course when it's not perfect they've struggled to cope a little bit. Actually life's not perfect. And in all of that, Jesus is saying to us, John 14, 27, when I can't fix it, I can't change the situation, I'm not sure how life's going to work out. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So I just want you to do something for me, which we'll come back to. Just close your eyes. Uh, You can pray if you want. Uh, but just close your eyes, and I just want you to, for just a, a, a few seconds, just for today, right now, think about all the concerns, the things that are on your mind. What's weighing heavy on your shoulders? It could be someone you love, a situation, maybe you can't see a way out. Just think about that for a few moments, and then I want you to hear the words of Jesus. All that heaviness, all that concern, all those questions. And Jesus says to you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. How? He starts to give us the answer right at the beginning of the chapter, verse 14, trust. He says, verse 1, trust in God, trust also in me. He talks about your destiny, that he's preparing a place for you. When I became a Christian, I'm trusting Jesus with my destiny. If I trust him with my destiny after this life, I can trust him in this life. I can say, I don't understand what's going on, I don't have all the answers, I can't fix everything, but I choose to trust you. He says, trust in God, trust also in me. If I trust him with my destiny, I can trust him, and so can you with your life right now, in spite of circumstances. It's not all rosy. We know that. Life isn't rosy. We don't have many songs of lament. Uh, I think about a third of the Psalms are lament. Um, I can only name probably two or three songs that we might sing here that are of lament. It's okay. So when I first trusted God after going on Alpha and, um, and uh, hearing the truth, I trusted him as I go through life and all the experiences. And I think, well, I've got here, which I never thought I'd do, I can trust him. When I've had doubts in the past and he's seen me through, I can realise I can trust him. When I can't see a way forward in a given situation, I have to trust him. I have to, because I can't see the way forward. When there's circumstances I can't fix, I have no option. I have to trust him. So we trust him. 
If we want this peace that he talks about, this supernatural peace, in spite of circumstances, you must trust him. And I must trust him. The second thing is direction. In verse 6, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. The world has its message. All those things I said at the beginning. How you should look, what you should be, how much you should earn, what real success looks like. But Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. The world has its message. But Jesus said in verse 27, I don't give to you as the world gives. True fulfillment is only found in him. We get all these confused messages and we have our trials and tribulations and Jesus speaks into it. He said, look, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And we have to stay true to his word. You know, Cheryl said we can thank God for his word. We can because we can always go back to it even in those confused messages and say, no, this is God's word. I, can, I choose this. And in the, in the modern language, I self-identify with being a Christian. That's my choice. You can make your own choice. That's my choice. That's what I choose, the word of God. He is the way, direction in a world that's increasingly lost. He is the truth in a world that doesn't seem to uh, acknowledge real truth. And he is the life, both now and forever. So we have to stay true to his word, for now and eternity. And the third thing, so we've got trust, we've got direction. Third thing we need is faith. Verse 12, anyone who has faith in me will do even greater things. We must have faith, and you have to have faith when you don't see the answers that you want to see, or whether you've got faith for the answers that we want to see. We have to have faith. Faith that he'll see me through. Faith that he'll see you through. And he will, through eternity, forever. He'll get you through. We Sometimes we have to hang on to him by our fingertips. But he says, doesn't he, I am the true vine, and we have to stay connected to him. And how does... Where does the faith, what's the evidence of the faith? comes from relationship and obedience, the fourth and last point. Verse 15, if you love me, you will obey my commands and the counsellor, the spirit of truth, will be with you forever. And we're looking at the personal work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus you know, he hasn't, hasn't been given when he said this, when he uh, had this passage um, or spoke those words. But he, then the spirit was poured out for all people. That's for all of us. And he reminds us of these words. We're being, he's reminding us tonight, just by the reading of this word, that Jesus can give us a peace, that he leaves with us, a peace that he gives us, not that the world can give us. And he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So much fear in the world. True peace, true peace comes from obedience. If you know you're in the will of God and you're keeping in step with the Holy Spirit, there is a peace. And the, the Bible talks about a peace that surpasses understanding, taking God at his word, keeping in step with the Spirit, being willing to change, to become more like him. So trust, direction, faith, obedience and relationship means we can have peace with God. It's against that background, all of those things, that Jesus says you can have a supernatural peace. In spite of all the circumstances, he said you can have a supernatural peace. And when I say supernatural, I mean you shouldn't have it. Because life... It might be in a dark time and you're not looking at the ocean and the sun's not shining. In fact, it's pouring with rain in your life and you, can't, you, don't under, you might not understand why everything happened like that this week. I may not understand what's going on sometimes in my life. You won't understand what's going on in your life. You shouldn't get a peace. But Jesus says he can give you peace if we can give our lives to him and trust him. Don't get the answers all the time. If you had all the answers all the time, you don't need faith. You know, we have, sometimes we have to have, to have faith and say, well, I trust you. I don't get it, but I trust you. So I'm going to ask the band to come up. We've got uh, one or two more songs uh, to sing. 
But I just wanted to give a bit of time, um, briefly, just for, really, just to pray over you and ask the Holy Spirit, and if you, you feel you need that peace, I would imagine all of you do, um, uh, just to, really to receive that peace from God that only God can give in, in, in a given situation. So again, I'd ask you to close your eyes. The band will play just gently in the background. And think back to all those concerns that you thought about earlier. All those things that are weighing heavy on your mind. Someone you love, a situation, maybe something you can't see a way out of. Just do that now while they play uh, gently in the background. That you listen to our hearts and our prayers. You know all things. All these prayers and thoughts that are being offered now to you. I pray, Lord, you'll take them and that you'd minister Holy Spirit to your people. I pray, Lord, that all of us here that are carrying heavy weights can just now gently include you in those things and gently hand them over, not relinquishing responsibility, but just handing them to you. Jesus says to you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Just let those words sink into your spirit. Think about your worries that you've offered God, your concerns, your burdens. Maybe think about some of those same things from the past. Might have been times when you thought you wouldn't make it or you couldn't cope. But God has got you through those times you're here and he'll get you through these because he loves you and he said he'll never leave you or forsake you he'll always be with you to the very end of the age read in verse 26 of the passage the counselor the holy spirit whom the father will send will teach you will remind you of jesus's words and tonight the spirit of god is reminding you of the words of jesus peace I leave with you my peace I give you. Do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So as you're gently just breathing now with eyes closed, even though sometimes the circumstances are still there, allow the Holy Spirit to release you and to give you that supernatural peace.